This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. This is A Little Pot of Joy, the podcast program. Welcome, this is A Little Pot of Joy, the podcast show with Andrea and Alice. Our community is made up of so many amazing and diverse groups of people, as are the programs on Joy 94.9. There is something there for everyone. A Little Pot of Joy is where we highlight just some of these amazing programs. The show this week is all about remembering Joy, because it's Joy's annual Radiothon this week, where we do our membership drive, and the theme is Remember Joy. And it is really important to help us to stay on air. We are a volunteer organisation, and it is a very expensive organization to run that's right so if you have fond memories of joy your membership to joy keeps us able to be a voice for our community and your donations let us cover events like aids 2014 midsummer and mardi gras and we're opening the the evening with a podcast from a community highlights and this one actually stretches back to last year so on december the first last year 2014 we celebrated our 21st birthday and it was a live broadcast from the melbourne town hall joy presenters chris gordon and phil present a very special being there done that Chris and Gordon's interview with John Oliver, member number one, and Philip Bird. Listen as they discuss the birth of Joy Melbourne itself. It's such an amazing program. And if you do miss the community highlights, the podcast is always available for download from the Joy website, joy.org.au. This is A Little Pot of Joy, the podcast program. You're listening to Being There Done That from the Yarra Room, Melbourne Town Hall. And... uh, Joy Melbourne, that was a name that uh, really did go, John. Mm -hmm. And... um, when the station started, but but I'm I'm thinking that like any good elephant birth, there's a gestation period, and uh, you and Philip were involved in those months well before first uh, of December 1993. That's right. Uh, we're so actually you... celebrating our 22nd year yeah. together as friends. Right. <laughs> so what did you have to do to make sure that, uh, apart from corralling a few people, that we could actually progress to the first step of applying for a licence? Well, the first thing was that I decided with a couple of friends, I hadn't met Philip at that stage, uh, that we needed to actually put together uh, the application for the licence. And I realised the last minutes of uh, 92, no, no, 91, 91, 92, um, we had to get it in at the end of mid-summer of 92. And there was, yeah, go on, Phil. I always remember John put an ad in uh, Melbourne Observer or one of the gay papers. Yeah, yeah, that, trying to get... Uh, that's how I met you. Yeah, there was yeah, a yeah. very tiny ad. All right. Very small. We uh, had to actually do that. It was part of the licensing rules all at the right. time. So what we ended that. up doing is um, getting people together and asking them to come and have a meeting with us all, and we started the station. But we had to get this paperwork in. It was really frantic to get it in for the 1st of November, 93. So we got it done, I got it sent in, and we were told, we'll get back to you. And I I thought to myself, oh, here we go. Six weeks before we went to air, we were told, you've got it. 
Oh, wow. But what happened, we, didn't, weren't, we were told at the same time by other people that we couldn't go where we were going to live at the time. So that's how Coventry Street come about. Oh, right. Mm. Now, let's just w- rewind a little bit. Before you can actually put your hand up and say, oh, w- uh, we want a radio licence, you had to indicate, presumably, to the ABA at that time mm. that you were a, a formal organisation, that you had a constitution, that you had members, that you had an income so- stream, these sorts of things. John was very good like that. Uh, he, he always made sure the paperwork was correct right from day one. Mm. And... We, we had no resources, so we'd meet in different people's houses. We'd meet at that that club. What was the name of the club in uh, Flinders Street? That uh, Tasty nightclub. Tasty. All right, that was, that was quite ironic. <laughs> we used to meet there. The famous Tasty. Yeah, yeah. the famous Tasty. But yeah. uh, the the main problem uh, was that we had to have this paperwork in, and yeah, we got it in in time. Just. Just in time. And I don't mean to be bragger, but that's what I was good at, wasn't I? Yeah, you were great for the paperwork, well, Mr Accountant. <laughs> well, exactly. Now, now, if, in fact, the ABA had said, oh, come on, show us your books, uh, you actually had a clean set of books? Yes, yes. Because it was we did everything really, really mm. by the book, didn't we? Yeah. We, and, and, and the station was incorporated, registered as an incorporated body. Yes, before we ever went to air. Yes, we had to be. We had to have all that in place. That was all the paperwork that I was saying. We were very good like that, John. It was very important that all the paperwork and all the banking work had to be done, and uh, Philip and I worked very close with that because Philip was an accountant and Philip was going to be our financial advisor, what to do and what not to do, and it worked quite well. Now, now, what about the technical resources, though? Oh. Because, uh, you know, you might sit there, you, you, did, you couldn't just uh, uh, pedal wireless. You, no. you had to have some real expertise. Well, we, we didn't have a lot of expertise at that stage. I was calling on friends of other community radio stations and asking for their help. We had to have a transmitter, we had to have a mixing panel, and we had to have little bits of equipment in between to make it go to air. So we got all these bits and pieces together, and then I asked this friend of mine who was a whiz with it all to put it together and it would work, hopefully. But unfortunately, on the night of the broadcast starting on the uh, 1st of December, 93, the guy arrived <laughs> with a panel and bits and pieces. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I tell Thank you, you the, things that you, the, the things that we used to have and we don't need, Philip. But anyway, that's, that's, <laughs> that, that's the starting of joy. We couldn't find the transmitter. I had to drive around and get the transmitter. We eventually found it. We connected it all up. Then we tried to connect the actual panel and the panel was supposed to be up and running midnight on the Friday night, the 1st of December, but we didn't get it going till 6.25 that morning. So you were working through the night? Yes, I hadn't slept for 48 hours. Oh, ah, and you were plugging wires in and turning yeah. switches, yeah. And, and, and how did you know that it actually did work, that you were actually sending a signal out? Well, we Because, yeah. can I butt in, yeah. sorry, somebody rang up and said, we can actually hear joy yeah. <laughs> at oh. about... I don't know, 12.30 Yeah, so the people could hear it. Because we'll we didn't know if it was no. being heard or not heard. And you weren't really uh, planning at that stage. You weren't going to air as such. You were still doing test transmissions. Yes. Now, what was that first song that went to air, John? It was uh, Jimmy Barnes. Jimmy Barnes. Yeah. But that was during the <laughs> test... Accidentally. Trans- yeah. That was the test transmission period. Yeah. 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 We yeah. had it on playing and someone switched the transmitter on. I see. Oh. Mark, Mark Drummond soon went over and switched it off again. Because <laughs> he, he didn't like the song. 
Oh. Hi, Mark. <laughs> yeah, hi, Mark. It, it was very weird that the very first song that went to air was Jimmy Barnes, which yeah, is not yeah. really associated with uh, gay radio. Working man, but, but there yeah. you go. Uh, now, how big was your team? Terrific, uh, at that stage. We had a team of around about 20, 25 people. <clears throat> wow. It wasn't together. just John and I, there was quite a lot of people involved yeah. in Joy before it ever went to air. Not yeah. a lot, but a, a few. 20, yeah. 20 to 25 to 30, so. Okay, now, now surely, <laughs> okay, that, that's behind the scenes and mm. doing all these things. Mm. How many of you had radio experience to actually go and present a program once you were on air? About five. I had zero. About five of us. Oh, five. <laughs> mm. And we were going to train them that night because we could get the paddle in quicker oh, and we had to go. train them yeah. on air. So that's why it sounded so bad, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, we got well, it happening. <laughs> indeed, so uh, I suppose once you actually began broadcasting, uh, a few more volunteers popped out of the woodwork? Well, certainly did. Well, I know, I, I said actually that um, once we go to where we'll be rushed for membership, memberships. The membership shot up, didn't it, Phil? It sure did, yeah. And went up yeah. to about 500. Chris, could I ask you to ask John a question? Uh, okay, the, then, Philip, yes. You asked John, where did the name Joy come from? Because oh, well, I've actually noticed on some of the uh, the paperwork that's been done mm. that there's been uh, Joy Radio, there's been Gay Radio, there's been Queer FM, there's mm. been lots of various names used on pieces of paper mm. during the gestation period. Mm. Now, um, where did you... Okay, John, where did you come upon the name Joy? I was for Gay Radio. Uh, other people were Queer FM, which I like. Because apparently there were lots of other radio stations around who were Joy FM, but they were the religious ones. Yes, well, we, we mainly used... We went for the Melbourne licence, yeah. Melbourne Broadcast licence. So we felt Joy Melbourne yeah. was in 94.9 or 90... 90.7. Uh, thank you. Uh, it was uh, a signal that we, we felt that we, we needed to relate to Melbourne because of what it was. And everyone wasn't keen with EFM for some strange reason. And of course, there was a few religious programs, uh, religious stations around, mainly in America and that. Yeah. So we decided to stay with the Melbourne. Enjoy Melbourne. Come on, come on. You're enjoying 94.9. Yes, indeed. That was one of the sounds that Joy used to put to air in the bad old days when we were in South Melbourne broadcasting from a little upstairs studio. And we were in our younger days. We were, we were all learning on the job, much as we do these days here at Joy, even in the 21st century. You're on Joy 94.9. This is Little Pot of Joy with Alice and Andrea. Up next, we have a podcast from the wrestling program Allegro Non Troppo. It was the final episode of Allegro Non Troppo and it was to air on June 21st, 2010. For 15 years, Adam Stobbs and Peter Fortley, they presented Allegro Non Troppo on Australia's only gay and lesbian radio station, Joy 94.9. Adam Stobbs died suddenly in the early hours of Wednesday the 16th of June, 2010. He was a board member of the Community Broadcast 
Broadcasting Association of Australia and Joy 94.9. A tireless advocate of the GLBTI community and much loved teacher and mentor of the music and radio. Adam Stobbs' commitment to community radio and the passion for teaching was unparalleled. This is part one of uh, Allegro Non Troppo. Join Peter Fortley with two of Adam's former students, Dean Beck and Sue Wilkinson, as, as they celebrate the life of a true community leader. And if you just can't listen to the show live, download the podcast from the Joy website, joy.org.au or the iTunes store. And if you are on joy.org.au this week, feel free to become a member and you can go in the draw to win a car for Radiothon. And for a full membership, it's $72. Concession is just 36 and that's for a whole year. You're listening to A Little Pot of Joy, the podcast program. Allegro Non Troppo was presented by Adam Stobbs and Peter Forty for 15 years on Australia's only gay and lesbian radio station, Joy 94.9. This is part one of the final episode of Allegro Non Troppo as it went to air on Sunday, June 20, 2010. Good morning. This is Allegro Non Troppo. I'm Peter Forty. Many of you by now will have heard of the death of Adam Stobbs, my co-presenter on Allegro for the past 15 years and my close friend for the past 30. We all meet many people on our journey through life. They come and go and occasionally they hang around. Adam was a stayer and we quickly became best friends. He was one of life's characters, engaging and highly intelligent with a finely tuned sense of humour. Those of you who only heard him on Allegro found him at times to be rude and vitriolic. Many people have asked me why I put up with it. But he was a showman, and as Adam himself once said to me, they don't understand, I'm not sending you up, I'm sending myself up. Today this final Allegro is dedicated to the memory of Adam. You'll hear from people whose lives have been touched by him, and we'll share some happy moments and some sad moments, but out of it all, you'll have a better idea of who Adam really was. Among our studio guests will be people who have been affected by Adam in one way or another. Adam, I can't think of a more appropriate way to say goodbye to you than on this final Allegro Non Troppo, the show we started 15 years ago. I love you, I miss you. You have graced my life in more ways than you'll ever know. God bless. But what I do like is the um, the well-worn old faves, the Pirates of Penzance, HMS Pinafore, the Mikado, you know. Yes. What other ones do we like? The Gondoliers? Oh, yes. Um, trial by Jury. No, I don't like that. No, 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 I took part in that one. Yes, I know. Well, yes, we know. Last eight years you've told us every week that you were the foreman in Trial by Jury. For God's sake, Peter, we... No. I only had two lines in the whole thing. You know, you. this is not your show. This is this show is to be shared, and I'm... Shared, is it? Yes. It's not just the you hoggard. Yes, uh, we'll be playing a few of those little grabs. Uh, one of the things that uh, made Adam who he was, he had an amazing sense of humour. If you'd like to join the Joy family or make a donation in Adam's memory, we'd be immensely grateful. You can do so by calling 1300 JOY 949. That's 1300 JOY 949.
Uh, today, the Joy family will celebrate Adam's uh, dedication to community radio and his inherent ability to uh, teach, challenge and inspire. Another person who knew Adam incredibly deeply is Harriet. Harriet worked with Adam for for many years. Welcome. Uh, Thank you. I can only speak of uh, program support for quite a few years Um, and also his amazing ability to relate to the youth and the taste of radio courses. Yes, indeed, one of his dearest projects. He he was fundamental in changing the way Joy looks at, at radio and, and its structure because he brought the youth in and everybody had to open their eyes and listen. And ultimately how Joy feels to the, li- to the listening audience. He was uh, very much a part of moulding uh, the current sound of Joy. We've got a, uh, a little grab now as to why Adam decided to become a part of this amazing family we call Joy 94.9. I joined in 1994, but I went to where in 1995. I was living with my partner who had a terminal illness and he was very, very sick. And I was working full time at the time. I had my own business and I was looking after him and I just had absolutely no way of getting out to do anything I wanted to do. So when John Jennings, who was the program manager, rang me up and said, we got your program proposal for a classical music show on this station. Would you like to have a go at doing it? I jumped at the opportunity because that gave me a reason and a purpose to get out of the house. Yep. So it was work, looking after Keith, work, and then this was something. So I jumped at it and I did it. And after one show, I realised I can't wank this by myself. It's too big. <laughs> I need somebody to help me. So I then got my friend, best friend involved, who's Peter Forte and I have really followed each other through everything in the last 25 years. So I got him involved and we started doing it. And... We did one hour for about three months and it was, was, we had so much fun and we got so much response and feedback that the program manager at that time said, why don't you do two hours? And so we did. And it was, you know what, I never looked back. It's been fabulous. It's had a few rough moments. There's times I've wanted to collectively kill the committee of management. It's all committees of management of all community organisations <laughs> need to be put into reality perspective sometime. You see, the gay and lesbian community around the world really does show the direction for the whole world. You have, you have Jews and Arabs going to the same bar, you know what I mean, without any animosity. And, you, can, you know, if, if gay people can get along on that level, why can't everybody in the world? Yet, conversely, you just have to go to an AGM of one of our community groups to see the bloodletting and the, and the backstabbing that goes on. So while in the bigger picture the gay and lesbian community do show the rest of the world that we can get along together, our interpersonal relationships are terribly, terribly fragile. So that was one of the reasons why I became part of Joy, Joy Melbourne, was to get out of the house, to explore interpersonal relationships on a community level. But the other reason, too, is after Joy just started, I started listening to it. And what I heard was so absolutely impossibly horrible. I thought, I can't possibly let this go and represent the community I'm a part of. I've either got to go in there and try and do something to help yeah. make it sound better, was offer my services because it was it sounded really bad when it, it sounded really good in in spots and really bad in the other some of uh, adam's philosophy on life adam stobbs is a huge loss to the joy family he was our greatest advocate and he certainly believed in the station he believed that we can break down isolation that we can bring about change 
And through the medium of radio, we can indeed change the world. So if you would like to donate, join or renew your membership in memory of Adam Stobbs, you can do so by calling 1300 569 949. Do I work hard? It depends what you call by work. In another way, I would say I don't work at all. I only have hobbies. I don't happen to get paid for. I don't have to work. I don't have this, oh, God, I've got to go to work thing. I absolutely love, and you come, it's, you don't know how lucky I am. I absolutely love the work that I do. What I love doing the most is I love teaching. I teach in a Catholic, a very conservative Catholic primary school. I absolutely love it. It is just so exhilarating. The kids are fantastic. The teachers are great. I have to be completely closeted almost to work there. I mean, I'm sure they all know, but it's like, don't say anything, we won't ask. And I'm completely fine with that because I love the work so much. It is The money's crap, but the work is just exhilarating. That's the most fantastic thing in life, the work that I do. Even here at Joyce, it's not work, it's a hobby. I just work with the most brilliant, brilliant people. So the reason if people think I do anything at the drop of the hat or do all this incredibly hard work, it's not. It's none of those things. I do it because it's so enjoyable. I'm just so fortunate to have such fabulous people around me. That's what the motivation behind all of it is. It's the people around me that make me the person I am, not me. Adam Stobbs was a true believer in joy, and he, I know that he would appreciate your support of Radiothon. And if you would like to donate uh, in Adam's memory or join up and become a member of joy, please do so by giving us a call on 1300 569 949. You're on Joy 94.9 with Alice and Andrea, and one of the most amazing things has just happened. John Oliver's walked in the door. Hi, girls. How are you? <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, good now, thank you. Oh, that's good. I was going out uh, for dinner and I was listening in the radio and I thought, I'll surprise him, I'll pop in. That's just so amazing. <laughs> and, and and you're doing your program now, so that's just great. Um, interesting uh, topics. Well, the first topic was actually about you. That's the right. The birth of joy mm. and, you know, the long gestation period and <laughs> how it was all formed. And... Yeah, just some of the amazing history that took place. I mean, the amount of work that, t- that went into this uh, background was just so amazing, and we, we didn't have enough time to put it all forward. Yes, it t- does take a little bit to get uh, get it all out and get it all done, and it's been mentioned many times on Radiothon, uh, not that I've always been here, but um, it's been been working quite well over the years, and uh, the basic story is, is what you've most likely uh, have got played already on air but uh, the station I don't know if you know the transmitter we couldn't find the transmitter at one stage (laughs) before we went to air about 24 hours before we went to air I'm running around in the Volvo looking for the uh, (laughs) transmitter we finally found it in a big store store yard or where it is (laughs) in a little box (laughs) but we found that and then the other man came along with a mixing panel all in tatters and bits and pieces and said, oh, here's your mixing panel. I said, well, why isn't it ready? We gave you eight weeks' notice. I've been busy. (laughs) (laughs) And it was quite an hysterical time and and getting it all together has been quite a bit of a thing. But now it is absolutely fabulous. It's such an amazing story that you had there and Mm. just following it through history. But, you know, I've been here for nearly 12 months now mm-hmm. and Alice has been here for a little while yeah. and both of us have you know joy means so much to us yeah 
and the fact that we actually feel like we have a home, that we belong somewhere, and there's this huge family just on the other side of that door that's so welcoming to us. It's amazing. And everything just started with an idea from you. Yes, well, that was the whole idea, to have to bring the family together and make us all sit up and pay attention and be, t- and be able to tell people what we're all about, what we all individually are about. And that's one of the things that's happened here at Joy, which is absolutely fabulous. Well, I just want to say thanks, John. That's okay. (laughs) I've only been here for a couple of months, but it's already been fantastic. Mm. And it's pretty much thanks to you and a hundred other people, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, thousands of other people. Wow. Thousands of other volunteers over the years, over the 21, 22 years, that has actually played a very important part of bringing joy together. And I must say, it's just not... It was my idea, but the whole thing is without those people we wouldn't be where we are today i mean some of them have left us some of us have passed on some of us have gone overseas uh interstate but you know they all come back when they can and call in and say hi but no the the, it's from member number one two and three when we started the station i mean to say it is absolutely fabulous where it is today. I'm 12,804th. I'm not sure who <laughs> all the other uh, 12,803 are, and I'm not sure where you are, Alice. I'm 18,825. We're one of the biggest. <laughs> We're growing. Definitely. Absolutely fabulous. And I think it's very important that you all put your hands in your pockets and get that credit card out and donate some money now and also become a member of joy because you're part of the family officially when that happens well that's so amazing like my first experience with joy was just surfing the radio stations one afternoon and this program started and it was with adam stobbs Wow. And he was this amazing guy who just smacked you between the eyes and he made you think (laughs) and he made you understand that you're actually a person. Mm. And from there, I was just dedicated to listening to Joy. The only thing was the next week, it wasn't there. Oh, well, what, the station or the... The station uh, just disappeared. Yeah, well, we And it wasn't until a few weeks later that it reappeared again in the same place. Oh, okay. That happens occasionally. Uh, uh, It's just one of those things we go off air for a little while, but uh, we haven't been off air permanently for a long while now. Well, I think it was when it was just one day a week. Oh, one day, two days a week. Yeah. And that was fun then too. And I must say, Adam Stobbs put a lot of time and a lot of effort. And uh, he did a fantastic job around the station. He trained people. He helped people to understand. He even helped me, actually. He said to me, at uh, one stage, please come back and be involved with the station because I was standing back a bit at that stage. And I said, oh, I'll see about it. And, uh, and sadly, he passed before I actually came back a bit. So he uh, he's, he's always been there for everybody and he was always a great guy and uh, I loved him dearly. He's left this amazing legacy of joy where there's this freedom to actually become a person mm. and to move into any area of joy that you'd like. Yes, that's right. And, and I, provide the training and the assistance, all the support. It's just so incredible. And he, I can remember the day Adam walked in out of the blue and arrived at the station and become a member. 
and uh, it was around about lunchtime today, like today, on a Friday, he called in and said, I'm uh, called in to find out some more information about what's going on here. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, oh, yeah, what's your name? Oh, Adam Stobbs. And we chatted and then we joined up and that was the beginning. So that gives you an idea. It goes back a long way with Adam and Adam was involved I think about a year and a half after, or a year after we actually started broadcasting in 93. Wow. It's mm. amazing. That's absolutely amazing. So as much as joy means to me and Andrea, it must mean so much to you, John. Do you have a message for the listeners? Well, my message to listeners, keep on listening. <laughs> <laughs> and please, please keep on supporting and uh, give us a call on that magic number. And the magic number is girls. one three hundred joy 949 Ring now. Thank you so much, John. Thank you. Thank you. And up next, we've got the second part of the final episode of Allegro Non Troppo, which aired on June 21. Uh, 2010. Yeah, we had another situation, didn't we, where the interview was too good to cut all of it out. It was just so hard to try and take all the pieces out. And for so many people in the community, Alan Stobbs meant so much to them. And he set the foundations for the whole of joy. Absolutely. He was an amazing person. Well, we're just going to jump straight into it now. So if you can't listen to the entire podcast, download the podcast from the Joy website, www.joy.org.au or the iTunes store. You're listening to A Little Pot of Joy, the podcast program. Allegro Non Troppo was presented by Adam Stobbs and Peter Forty for 15 years on Australia's only gay and lesbian radio station, Melbourne's Joy 94.9. This is part two of the final episode of Allegro Non Troppo as it went to air on Sunday, June 20, 2010. Following the sudden death of Adam Stobbs in the early hours of Wednesday, the 16th of June, his friend and co-host Peter Forty will today present this, the final episode of Allegro Non Troppo. Joining him to celebrate Adam's life will be Dean Beck and Sue Wilkinson. Today, the Joy family celebrates Adam's dedication to community radio and his inherent ability to teach, challenge and inspire. You're listening to Allegro Non Troppo across Australia on the Community Radio Network. And you spend maybe $4 buying them a drink and then you don't get a root out of it. Oh. I think that's disgusting. Oh, I think people should wake up to themselves. How dare you? Yeah, of course. $4 beer and I want an all-nighter for that. He's a rude, rude man. <laughs> yeah, but a very funny one at times. Uh, let's uh, have a listen to this. Grab from Lenny Fabry, who used to be the uh, program manager here at Joy. Adam Stobbs um, was persistent in instilling the values of community broadcasting into Joy. He knew that Joy was a privilege and not our right as gay people to have this radio station. He knew the vehicle that Joy was to make so many people feel like they belong. And, you know, that means a lot to somebody that is um, alone. And so I think that's why he worked hard, because he knew that Joy could do that to just one person, to hundreds, to thousands of people around the world. And um, he leaves that behind. We'll all miss him very dearly. He was a really good man and a good friend. One of the things that came through very clearly in our conversations with people in preparing for this show today was his ability to, to teach and his uh, almost inherent need to pass on and extract from you uh, the best 
that, yeah. that he could find. Yeah, it, it, he was absolutely sort of innate, uh, innately a teacher, um, and um, and that touched so many people, I'm sure. His love for joy is unquestionable, but uh, we have, I guess, in Adam's words, literally, why joy was so special to him. It's one of our strengths is our diversity and our uniqueness is what sets us apart from every other broadcaster and what Joy Melbourne does to the community. It's the cohesion. Joy Melbourne really does bind together the gay and lesbian community of Melbourne. That's why we've got such a fantastic community here in Melbourne compared to scum-sucking filth holes like Sydney, for example. I mean, Sydney really is the pits, but if it had something like Joy Melbourne, the community there would be so much stronger. Stephen, uh, again, share some more anecdotes, if you would. Sure. I, I mean, the other thing that, and it's come across over again and again, is the enormous energy that Adam had and the number of emails and telephone calls where I, I got which say, look, I've just got this idea. What do you think? What do you think? I, I, I want to do whatever it is. Um, and, you know, and there are so many of those ideas that have turned into reality. Uh, the QNN, um, the, um, the National Broadcasting, all of those ideas, you know, he tested and, and asked, and, you know, is it all right to do it? And um, he, was, he was, and I've said this a number of times, but it's very true. True, both um, at the same time deeply respectful and gloriously irreverent. One of the things that he was uh, so passionate about in regards to the station was the tremendous work that we did with youth. The Foundation for Young Australians and Joy Melbourne have forged a partnership and what it basically is doing is giving young people, empowering them to make choices because there's not, when, you, when you're young and you're just coming out like I was and probably you, there weren't a lot of alternatives. You could go to the gay scene or you could go out into public places to meet people. There, wasn't, there was no community alternatives. And this is giving young people things to do other than go out and drink beer and take drugs. And it's just been absolutely brilliant. It's one of the initiatives that our station manager and some of our other people at the station, our committee of managements, in the past have initiated and it's been so incredibly successful. It's been one of the things where Joy Melbourne really has made a difference in the world. Not just the community, but it really has made a huge difference. I went to the FYA conference where all people from around Australia have come together to talk about their projects that the Foundation for Young Australians is sponsoring. And let me tell you, the FYA is huge. It really is big. It's a huge organisation and there are a lot of groups. And you know what? Joy Melbourne was absolute flavour of the month. They were so wrapped in what we've achieved at this station and what we've done for the youth of our own community. They, they've made us partners in the International Youth Foundation where we've just received another huge grant to do more training. It's just fabulous. We're really making a difference in our community. I'm so proud of this station and what we've done. I, I call them all my babies. I'm so proud of them. When you look back, there's so many of them now involved as, as presenters at the station and the shows that they do. They are just fantastic. The biggest highlight, I think, of my involvement in Joy was the very first graduation when, we, when the kids that we trained got their certificates because the certificate that they get is a na nationally recognised certificate of broadcasting. It's not just a piece of paper that we make up. You're not going to tell me you had a tear in your eye. Yep, I did. It's not like Adam to have a tear every now and again, is it? That's right, although he, he was a very sensitive person in many ways. And it's interesting, um, just to finish on that grab, because I guess my proudest moment ever at being a joy was being at a graduation ceremony of A Taste of Radio. And one of the things that was just so noticeable there was the relationship between teacher and student, which was um, a, a relationship of genuine affection and genuine respect. Um, and that's exactly how um, I think our relationship is uh, with Adam. I think so. We got to talk to a few of Adam's uh, music students yesterday, and 
each and every one of them was like his radio students. It was so in awe of his ability to to extract from them the best. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. The sign of a good teacher. Absolutely. I, uh, he was a phenomenally good teacher. He was a very busy man. He was involved in CRN, which started in 2008. He was also involved in 70 community radio. Seven zero. Seven zero. A members of 70 community radio stations. He was on the board of the Community Broadcasting Association. He was heavily involved in the instigation, starting and cont- continuity of QNN, which is the Community Network News, which goes across two uh, assorted radio stations in the nation. And of course, he was on the board here at Joy ninety four point nine with our president Stephen. He Dons. was indeed, and it was uh, he was a, a fabulous contributor to the board, and uh, we're going to miss him enormously. Thank you for joining us today, Stephen. Oh, thank you. We have a uh, little grab now as to uh, an award that. Adam won on behalf of this show and this station. It's just the most fantastic thing for this station that our spoken word content programming has actually been recognised in a huge forum like the Community Broadcasting Association of Australia. It's just great. I'm so pleased that finally Joy has got some recognition for the content of what we put on air. Because it's not about music. Everybody thinks we get so much feedback and email and stuff about the music, but the music is just the lubricant at this station. It's the ideas that we express and how we involve the community. That is the nature of what we broadcast. The music, to me, really isn't that important. As long as it's pleasant and people like it, you know, I do realise there are a lot of people very, very passionate about the music, but in reality, it's secondary. What we're about at the station and what we should be about is bringing people together. Indeed, that is what Joy 94.9 is all about. You're on Joy 94.9 with Alice and Andrea, and this is The Little Pot of Joy. Up next from our resting programs, Our Voice. In this podcast, Anne Hamilton talks about her quintessential Aussie childhood, finding Joy 94.9, and the impact it had on her life. So for this, for A Little Pot of Joy, we're just focusing on what she has to say about what Joy 94.9 has meant for her, because this week is Radiothon. And it's amazing what it does mean to everyone here. And everyone has their own stories, but there are so many parallels. Absolutely. And so if you've been listening to Joy 94.9, some of our listeners have been listening for so long, please consider joining up this week on joy.org.au or you can call us at 1300 Joy 949. And help keep us on air. And uh, if you can't listen to the show live, download the podcast from the Joy website, www.joy.org.au forward slash our voice or from the iTunes store. This is A Little Pot of Joy, the podcast program. Voice, preserving our stories. Join Caroline Vogels and Jess Morhey for an insight into the lives of our community elders. Joy 94.9 gratefully acknowledges the support of the Victorian Government and Public Record Office Victoria for making this project possible. Anne Hamilton was born in the same year of Queen Elizabeth's accession to the throne, and Agatha Christie's murder mystery, The Mousetrap, opened in London. The year was 1952. Television in Australia was still four years away, so the radio was the main form of entertainment. Who would have known then that radio was to play such a big role in Anne's adult life? As a child, Anne lived in the southern suburbs of Sydney, not far from the beach, and there was always a full house with mum, dad, an uncle, two older brothers and a sister. 
Now, Anne plays a pivotal volunteer role at JOY 94.9, developing invaluable procedures and documentation using the expertise gained during a 30-year banking career. Anne was made a life member of JOY in 2007. Welcome, Anne Hamilton, to Our Voice. Obviously, somewhere along the journey, you, you, you came to JOY. You came to find JOY. How did that come about? Well, that was an accident, how I actually discovered there was a gay and lesbian radio station. Um, got a new radio in my car because the other one just collapsed. So I go to the shop that does them and um, yeah, the guy said, oh, I'll be a couple of hours. So I went exploring Nutter Wadding. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't much to see, but two hours I had to fill in um, and came back, collected the car and I'm driving home. And, of course, new radio, none, no, you don't have your presets, so I'm searching, seeking, seeking for this track, stop, listen, another track, great. Oh, these are really good tracks. And um, I thought, oh, I've got to find out what this radio station is because mm. I didn't recognise the the frequency. The mm. um, It was an FM station, but I didn't recognise it. And and the announcer comes on, and it was Carol Wilkinson. Oh, wow. Long-time volunteer, yeah. also a life member. At Joy and um, this is Carol. Um, I forget what her show was called, but you know, Country Breakfast. Or no, 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 no. Oh, she had a few. Some, yeah, the fifties and sixties and sixties. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yep. Rock and roll stuff. And um, Carol, you know, Australia's Joy, Australia's first gay and lesbian radio. So I thought, nearly crashed the car. I just didn't know there was a gay and lesbian radio station in Melbourne. So I lived very much an isolated. Um, existence a, as a lesbian, yeah, mm. and I wasn't out to my family or friends or work colleagues, um, so very, very much in the in the closet. So listening, finding joy, and then listening, um, and hearing all the time this positive reinforcement that it's okay to be gay. So, Anne, when was it that you came out to your family? Not very long ago, actually. I came out to myself a while back, obviously, but to my, my family only five years ago. So that makes me 55 then, having just had a birthday. Um, I was going overseas for an extended period, for seven months, and I went to see my GP to sort out all those sorts of things, and and it was part of that visit that I answered a question, and um, she said, oh... Are you gay? And I said yes. And her encouragement that I needed to tell my family straight away, I, I stopped living that secret and, and share it. I would feel a lot better regardless of the outcome. So a positive, I, positive, life-changing visit to the doctor. Yeah, and a, and a positive doctor. A lot of people say about straight doctors, um, they don't have compassion, but not mine's not like that at all. So I went home that night and rang my two brothers and my sister and came out and. Um, Business as usual, no, no reaction. Oh, okay, and then start talking as we usually do over the phone. So mm, great, it, it didn't make a scrap of distance, difference. Um, so my long-held belief that my family wouldn't like me anymore, that I wouldn't see them anymore because they would chun me, that was just the furthest thing from the truth. But they're the sort of things you live with that, because you gr you grow up knowing that it's different and it's wrong because it was against the law way back. Um, you're a bit weird, whatever, so you, you hide. Yes, if you, you do hide, you keep the secret and live this different different existence, I guess. You said off-air earlier, and that your mother passed away when you were quite young, at 18. 18, yeah. 
did you have any any thoughts about what you would have liked to have said to her about this coming out? Would have you ever liked to have had that conversation with her that you were, didn't have that opportunity? Most certainly, and and she would have just said, okay, you know, yeah. I, I know that just because of the way we were brought up as kids mm. and because I didn't get to know her as an adult, so I just know she would have reacted that way. Yeah. Mm. And I never told my dad. My dad died when I was... 28 yeah 10 years later and i hadn't come out then so yeah and he wouldn't have cared either so obviously quite a difficult time for you in your early 20s and around that time to lose both late teens and 20s coming to that realization and then also losing both your parents who obviously were such a incredible you know role model for you must have been a difficult time so it's a a tough time but you have family and friends and they support you through that process Mm -hmm. um and that that does make a difference yeah yeah. And then you found joy. Yeah, some years later. Yeah. And that was, you know, grew up in Sydney, moved to Melbourne. It was in Melbourne that I I've, that I found joy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The rest is history, as they say, and, and I got that strength and um, I perceived a debt as in the presenters at joy because they they were the ones that made the difference. It was what they were saying and, and um, how it made me feel that um, I wanted to allow others to have the benefit of what I've had. So I volunteered um, so that I could contribute to an organisation that I felt was making a difference in people's lives. Um, Because one of the the facts of life is that there are still people that are isolated as gay or lesbian, bisexual, whatever, transgendered, um, don't know that there is a gay and lesbian radio station, an organisation that can help them with their own inner strengths and confidence so and the particularly youth um so there's isolated um whatever age that don't know there's youth that are questioning their own sexuality and need a reference point or some guidance or help um support to to find out that there's other organizations out there that, that they can join and there's all those little people that are being born and yet to be born that will be gay. Yeah. Um, so an organisation such as Joy needs to just be here and keep going. So my contribution as a volunteer is that the work that I do, I hope, um, makes a difference that it runs as an organisation so that the presenters, because I don't, I don't like microphones, <laughs> so the presenters can keep putting out there that that emotive message or, or support agencies um, social things mm-hmm. so that people can have their own journey of similar to mine if they need it but the young ones growing up come out oh, with much more confidence because it's different it's not illegal yeah. mm-hmm. and we've got gay marriage in certain countries whether you believe in gay marriage or not there's it is there and and the laws are changing superannuations laws changed some years back so things are changing and it's easier and heading into the future what are your thoughts about what lies ahead for Anne hamilton oh what lies ahead i guess we never know i just do one day at a time so uh, I guess I have my routine and it has a few interesting things along the way. Um, yeah, I just make decisions as they come and I hope I continue to volunteer. We hope so too. <laughs> <laughs> um, I hope I um, keep good health and can participate in the community and 
just have fun. And what has been the best experience of your life? Or is it yet to come? I suppose in, in my personal development, finding this radio station has been a wonderful thing for me because I could stop hiding and really be myself. And And the creative side of me has just blossomed since I became involved as a volunteer. Well, Anne Hamilton, I'd say that you're a classic person. I think if we could bottle you, it would just be a remarkable thing for all of us. And we really appreciate the way you've shared your story with us today on Our Voice. And um, it's been our privilege for Jess and I to be part of that story. So thank you, Anne Hamilton. Thank you, Caroline. Thank you, Jess. And can I just add that if we could bottle the collective effort from all the volleys at this radio station, wouldn't we have a potion and a half? Oh, wouldn't we what? You're on Joy 94.9. This is A Little Pot of Joy with Andrea and Alice. And we've come to the end of another wonderful evening. And I hope you've really enjoyed the podcast as we have. And remember, Joy is a volunteer organisation and we really do rely on memberships and donations. So as it's Radiothon, please ring up and join. Please, please, please. There's so many amazing prizes that are given away every week and it's so easy to recoup your membership fees. Absolutely. Plus your brownie points, of course. Oh, definitely. And, you know, it's just nice to actually have a community radio station that means something to us all. You've been listening to A Little Pot of Joy, the podcast program. See joy.org.au and click on our podcast link to subscribe to your favourite podcasts free. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.